Hi, my name is Goldie Utsamjindani and I'm a life, youth and executive coach. Thank you Epinomi Consulting for uh, inviting me to speak about rethinking leadership through COVID-19. It's very important for us to understand uh, the context that we were in back in March um, you know, March 2020, on the 16th, most countries across the world uh, went into lockdown and this resulted in most people uh, starting to work from home. So the very first symptom that was uh, experienced was merging the personal and professional uh, environments. Initially, this created what we called a lot of confusion. Um, a new structure had to be given uh, to you know, your daily routine and several people struggled to differentiate between work and pleasure, making primarily work a priority. This led to uh, heavy exhaustion. Uh, followed by that, there were many periods of fear, vulnerability, even a lot of uncertainty because uh, in many countries you were not even sure if this was going to end within two weeks, within three weeks. There was always an extension on the period of lockdown. So, you know, this creates um, a lot of frustration within the people of knowing uh, where is this future taking us. There was uncertainty. Uh, however, what this did create were deeper connections because everyone was feeling the same. There was a sense of uh, connectivity between everybody uh, online and this is something to take note of because if there's anything that lockdown taught many people was to communicate uh, far more than before. Um, along with this connection that was created online, um, what didn't uh, remain uh, changed was the lack of social contact. And this did lead to loneliness and it continues to keep people rather lonely depending on the country you're in. Um, <clears throat> and this can lead your mind to spiral into destructive thoughts. I'm giving an, a context of all these things because these are things that leaders must uh, bear in mind before they uh, reconnect with their workers, whether it's in office or on a part-time half-half level. Um, because of this connection deficit, uh, this also leads a lot of um, uh, workers to re uh, experience negative stress levels. And this basically means that your focus level can drop. So, diminished physical and emotional resilience. These are all factors that have played largely in lockdown. And obviously the, the main sort of uh, factors, uh, well, conditions that one has to bear in mind are social isolation can weaken bonds and collective fear can disrupt equilibrium in the workplace. Therefore, number one priority for a leader post-COVID or even through COVID should be the need to have a tightened relationship again. And in order for them to feel like their fear can diminish, there needs to be flexibility uh, placed in, in the way they, they function, in the way they carry out their projects and tasks. Um, we are talking about the workers so far, but it's also important to recognize symptoms that the leader may have felt and is probably feeling. In a landscape type of crisis, leaders are predisposed to busy themselves with urgent meetings and you know, operational issues, so they too have vulnerability issues that can shift them towards self-protection and wanting to exert more control. It's important to look out for this symptom because it doesn't complement well with uh, your team already feeling fearful and uncertain. So, 
in order to be uh, the uh, optimum leader through COVID, I think there are four uh, mandatory qualities a leader may have to adopt. It, they should already have them uh, in place, which are vulnerability, compassion, empathy, and awareness. So this type of leadership requires the leader not to focus in the first instance on the positive or the negative, but actually on inquiring into the team's members' lives. So they have to be meaning-making, okay? And this is what begins to foster a connection instantly. So the tips that I would like to offer through this period are the following. Number one, fostering connections. Um, you can go beyond the famous question of how are you feeling. You have to ask them uh, what is it about this time in the recent past where they have felt a connection with somebody or in their surroundings. It's touching a very personal aspect and it shows that you are interested in their life. Remember they have uh, been in void of social contact and meaning making. So this is the time when the leader can listen and foster a connection. Number two. Uh, try to be a thinking partner. What is this? This is basically trying to approach your team with a constructionist uh, um, format. So you have to lead your team by co-constructing solutions. And the way this can be done is by asking um, powerful questions such as, what energized you or gave you a sense of satisfaction about your work or your COVID-19 response. Notice the word your is very highly present because what we're trying to do is uh, remove the sense of isolation because they've had a feeling where they've felt lonely and bring them back into the real world and uh, develop, redevelop the social connection that's, that's much needed. Um, number three, as a leader, you've listened, you've filtered, so now it's time to distill meaning from chaos. It's very important to establish a clear vision or mantra for how an organization uh, will now re-emerge. You have to set clear, clear goals and you have to walk the talk, which means you have to be completely honest with what's going on. It's no point being overly positive because this is a sign of escaping the problem. So you have to keep mentioning the mission statement of the company because this is what's uh, a, uh, enabling them to understand the deeper sense of their purpose way beyond what uh, COVID is bringing them. Um, once this has been done, it's important the, the leader also is able to portray their own vulnerability and candor. So like I said, be honest about things. This gives birth to courage and it's related to Brené Brown's theory of shame and vulnerability. And in turn, what, this hap what happens is this, this builds loyalty between teams. Because remember, when you've been in isolation, when you've had symptoms like fear and panic and uh, you know, vulnerability, uh, the, the, the first thing you need is for, to feel safe again. Okay, so the way that you can do this is by adopting what we call a dialogic organizational development instead of a diagnostic. There's a few differences in, in terms of dialogic. What you do is you create a reality based on social construct. So uh, you, you have to understand that having these meaningful conversations is going to uh, help to emerge and, and extract from these conversations what we call multiple realities. We're no longer living on one system or an objective reality. We have to accept multiple realities and these come from your team. Um, the truth is 
is imminent and emerges from this situation. So it is constant change. Uh, in COVID, we don't even know what's happening uh, tomorrow or day after. So it's a day-to-day dialogue that you need to be having with your teams. Okay. And the very last point is if you're going to be a motivator as a leader, you have to analyze the language that you are using in times of crisis. So a person that I can uh, refer to in these times who has uh, shown uh, shown these qualities would be Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Her, uh, she adheres especially to clear, simple and frequent communication. So you may need to be repeating your powerful words. You need to be very clear and specific with data. Um, you need to be empathetic towards your team. So you need to understand that, yes, we are going to be taking the following steps, but I completely comprehend where you've been, what you've lived, and we are going to do this together. Following on, this means you have to be compassionate. Okay, uh, This is also a good example of dialogic um, communication. It's, it's, it's available to read upon, there's a lot of literature on it, but the most important thing here is to uh, bear the four qualities that I mentioned at the beginning. You have to be vulnerable, compassion, empathetic, and uh, portray awareness towards your team. Okay. Um, she has a tendency to give facts to her country, real facts, and based on these facts, then she says what could happen if we don't adhere to uh, simple uh, you know, instructions such as stay home to save lives. So they're short, very clear sentences using extremely simple language. Um, so this is basically the way that I believe leadership can be uh, reassessed through COVID-19. Uh, in, in the diagnostic approach, there is a lot of positivism, um, there's object reality, uh, and you know, the systems are open. But in dialogic, uh, you can be positive, no doubt, but you also have to be very interpretive, interpretive of emotions because there are several, as I've mentioned at the beginning, that one is uh, going through. And very lastly, uh, let's remember that COVID has brought a loss in many people's lives and not just a physical loss of a person who may have, uh, you know, uh, been gone in their lives, but also on on a very uh, um, intrinsic level, people have had losses. So they may have (coughs) lost the contact with their families because they haven't been able to see them. Uh, there's a lot of uh, people who work from home and have had to see losses in their own uh, construct, so with their children, with their husbands. So remember, it is a sort of time of grief now. They are coming out of it, but they are still grieving and mourning these losses and trying to adapt to the new normality. So like in uh, personal relationships, you have to give space for the person to breathe. So quite often, you may find a worker who may say, I would like to still continue working from home because I fear that I'm not ready to come back to the office and this is absolutely fine so th- that's my 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 take on this um thank you everyone for listening and uh, a pleasure to be here have a good day bye